When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, Coach Timmerman. He's now the OC at North Forsyth High School. Coach, welcome back. Appreciate it, Coach. Thanks for having me. Glad to be on. Um, yeah, so now you're at a new high school. You uh, had to switch. You are now, instead of being the O-line coach, you're now the OC. I think tight ends. I think I saw you put that, too. Um, so you made this yes, big sir. switch. So what was that like switching high schools? Now you're OC instead of just a line coach. Now you're in charge. Now you're the guy making the, the decisions. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, you know, it's, it's something that I've been preparing for, um, you know, but it's kind of one of those things where you can, you know, it's definitely good to be prepared. Um, but you can't, you can't really, you know, simulate it or prepare for it until you really get, get in that position. But it, um, yeah, I was, uh, I've been at Grayson High School the last four years as offensive line coach and, um, you know, saw an opportunity to, you know, become an offensive coordinator. And that, that's something that, like I said, I've, I've been wanting to do and had been prepared for, but I never really felt like it was the, the best time to do it, um, especially being at a, at a program like Grayson. And, and, and I didn't and really enjoy coaching offensive line. And, and so, you know, I, I felt like I could be a little picky, felt mm-hmm. like that I could you know, really kind of take my time and, and wait for a place that, um, you know, I felt like had a lot of the things that I was looking for and, and, and North Forsyth fit the bill. Um, you know, I was, I was fortunate enough to kind of get into contact with coach Kraft, the head coach, um, through a mutual friend of ours, um, who, who had, who had coached for him at North Forsyth before coming to Grayson. Um, so that's kind of how we, how we got linked up a little bit and, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a great place. Um, since it's in a great area, um, the, the community is awesome. Uh, the coaching staff is, is great. You know, coach Kraft has, has been awesome. He's awesome to work for. Um, you know, our, our players are, are great. They've got really great attitudes. They're very coachable. Um, so it's, it's been great as far as, you know, just kind of the, the transition, uh, from that part, um, found a really, really nice apartment complex to live in. Uh, got my got my first floor unit now. Not living on the third floor anymore, which is nice. Right by, the, right by the pool house and the grills and stuff, so it was nice to, you know, get out there during the summer and stuff. So it's it's been good. Um, and yeah, it's it's definitely a, a different role for sure. Um, you know, versus just you know just being the line coach and. You know, um, I, I was fortunate to to be on um, staffs 
in the in the past where you know we were able to collaborate you know uh offensively you know very rarely if ever was it just you know one person you know right. just sitting in a room saying okay this is exactly what we're going to do this week and you know i don't need any input from anybody right uh, so been fortunate to be on staffs where you can kind of you know be part of that game planning process and uh and and be part of that collaborative effort but obviously you know now you're kind of on the different the different side of things of you know it's not like you know assigning you know what guys are doing and that's the big thing is you know the 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 play calling part is mostly the easy part of the job mm-hmm. um it's the actual coordinating part that a lot of people maybe forget about um of you know, you're you're now in charge not just of your position group of of young men, of of players, of high school kids. You're now in charge of other grown men. You right. know, some of yeah. whom, some of whom might be older than you and have been coaching for longer than you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, in in our case, you know, Coach Kraft also coaches the receivers. Um, so it was you know one of those things where like, okay, this is what I what I think the receivers should be doing, but let me check with the head coach. You know what I mean? So it was. It was good though, but everybody's been super supportive. Um, it was definitely a situation where, you know, okay, here's this idea I have for how I want to do things. You know, here's the reality of what we're working with. You know, how can those two things merge? And for the most part, we, able, you know, we were able to slide right in and, and do things. Um, you know, pretty much how I, I imagined. Um, you know, I came in right before. Um, spring ball, I think, you know, it was was in April when I like first met the team and stuff. So, you know, everybody did a pretty good job of kind of getting the offense installed and uh, getting ready for spring. And we had a, had a good spring, had a good summer. Uh, And so that, you know, that's a credit to, uh, to our kids and and the coaches and everything. Um, So it's been, it's been a good transition. I'm looking forward to, uh, to year two and getting a full, a full off season. Right. Yeah. I remember being like 25 years old, and I became an OC the day before the season started because our head coach decided to leave the first day of practice. Oh, um, wow. For personal reasons, me and him are friends. And I'm like the only person that knows why. And I was like, yeah, go. And then they made the DC, the head coach. Steve, you were the only one that messed with offense with this guy. So you know it. You're going to be the OC like that. And I'm like 25 years old. Oh, wow. And that was like the biggest thing was, well, now – I was kind of like the running back guy instead of the O-line. Well, then it became, well, we have a guy to do that. You can just kind of manage everything. And it, and that was the biggest thing at 25 was now you're, like you said, you have to know the wide receivers and what they're doing. What are they playing? Like, and I tried to make it to where the coaches come up with their own drills, but you had to make sure, like, what are they yeah. doing today? Is the offensive line do what they need to do? Um, this kid is a tight end. Maybe he's not a wide receiver. Do you send him with the O-lineman today? It's up to you, blah, blah, blah. Then, like you said, then there was like two coaches that were like 20 years older than me that would just say whatever they wanted to me. And then you have to like realize, do you argue with them right now in front of everybody or do you go in the locker room and argue? And then if you don't like what's going on, do you put your foot down and say, well, then this is what you're going to do. But the difference between you and me was I wasn't prepared to do that. I wanted to, but then when it hits, you're like, oh shit, you were prepared. But the biggest part was dealing with coaches that were older than you. Trying yeah. to, trying to, I don't know if nuance football, because I wanted to be spread, 11 personnel, do these things. The town was, well, we've been I formation forever. And I'm like, well, that's cool. 
I want to do this. <laughs> like we, yeah. we need to do this. That's cool. And then the head coach is like, well, I kind of want to go spread too. And then it became, well, well, this is the way we've always done it. And that's where I sit down and I'm 25 years old. I'm like, I hate that phrase. And yeah, that was, I, I hear what you're saying. Like that, that's some of the biggest stuff. Not even, and that's before you even try to build relationships with the kids and all that. Like that's before. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the biggest thing is, you know, and fortunately for us, you know, mostly at least on the offensive side of the ball, you know, most of us are, are um, pretty much around the same age range. Uh, yeah. Coach is yeah, maybe a little bit older, but for most of us, we're all in the same age range. And so, um, you know, our coaches did a phenomenal job just, you know, kind of embracing what we wanted to do and, and certainly, you know, had their, their contributions of, of things in, in, in certain areas, but, you know, never did I feel like, you know, I was getting, I was getting pushed back in any right. type of thing. Um, you know, there, there were times where I was worried. I was like, man, these guys probably think I'm a total idiot, <laughs> uh, you know, because, because, you, you know, you want, especially when you're around new people, you know, you want, you want things to go perfect, right. right. Cause you like, you know, every little thing that happens out there on the offensive side of the ball is a, is a reflection of you as mm-hmm. the coordinator. And and so, you know, there were definitely times where I was like, man, these guys probably think I'm an idiot. You know, why did the head coach hire this guy? <laughs> um, you know, um, all this other stuff. But and so that was definitely something I just kind of had to get over, you right. know, just, you know, understand that, you know, they, they do got my back and um, it's not going to look perfect. They're high school kids. Right. Right. Uh, and, and again, you know, again, you know, still, still not having year one, hadn't had a full off season and, and you could definitely, you know, see the improvement as, as the year went on. So it's definitely just kind of one of those, those mental things where you just got to kind of trust yourself and, um, just trust in the preparation that you've done leading up to it and, and not get caught up in, you know, well, what if this person thinks this or that person thinks that just, you know, if you're, if you're going to, if you're around good coaches, you know, that they got your back and that's you know, fortunately been, been the case of the guys that I've been able to work with. Yeah. I've, I realized I coach football at like six different high schools and I've had to be with new coaches every year. And I do that. I'm not even the OC and I come in and you have to like, feel like you're proving yourself and be like, I want to show you that I know what's what. And there's times yeah. I put my foot in my mouth where you try to, or I might come off as I know it all. Cause so when they give you an idea, since you've come off that way, it becomes no, 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 we're not going to do that. And I learned a yeah. long time ago that, no, like I could say this and someone has an idea, I might say, that's brilliant. Let's switch it right then and there. And then now you've built that trust factor of, hey, this guy listened to me and he's not even my boss. We're just the same. And like, listen, I'm like, hey, let's like even the run game. They know not to come up to me with offensive linemen and tell me technique. They, everybody knows you do not come up to me and tell me technique. But they could come up and you look at the whole scheme and you could say this and I will sit down and listen to people, Yeah. but they have to give me the why behind it. Like, okay, well, why, where, where does this come from? Because I'll tell you why we do it this way. As long as you have the why, I'll listen to it. And if it's great, I'll switch it. And it's like, Mm -hmm. perfect. And so I learned that I can't come off that way. But when I was younger, it was, I know everything. Now that I'm in my thirties, it's like, well, I don't, I obviously don't know everything, um, each week it's going to change obviously and, um, make sure we're not too complicated, all that stuff. And like you said, if, right now I'm with good coaches that we have conversations like me and the OC just have conversations yeah. about it. He'll come up with an idea. If, if he explains it to me, but then I explain why it might not work. He might be like, okay, we won't do it. And it's, that's, it's, that's it. Yeah. And it's great. I, I think that's, I think it's also why it's super important, you know, 
for you as a coordinator to kind of have a, you know, have, have a core, a, a core system or, you know, a core belief of, of who you want to be an identity, if you will, you know, so right. like our, our coaches know that, you know, I, as far as the offensive philosophy goes, I'm an air raid guy, uh-huh. um, not necessarily saying we run the air raid, um, but that's kind of my background. That's, that's what I know. And as far as the, the schemes and the concepts and stuff, and then, you know, in the run game, you know, it's, it's outside zone, inside zone, that's kind of my background. And so, you know, I think without, you know, having a core identity and having that being known to your coaches, I think that's when you get into a situation where people just bring you just random ideas mm-hmm. from all over the place, you know? And so, um, you know, we're not, we're not going to be, unfortunately, you know, we're not going to be in a situation where, you know, the running backs coach sees this really cool, like, you know, pistol, double slot, triple option play on Twitter that went 50 yards for a touchdown. <laughs> that may be a cool play, but, you know, there's we're not going to do that. That's not who we are. Right. Um, and so, you know, that's definitely something that I think is important. Um, now, obviously, especially at the high school level, you're going to have to, you know, tweak and adjust a little bit. And that's certainly kind of the – you know, the, the the fine line, the tightrope that, that you walk, uh, at least I felt like, you know, in terms of, okay, you know, what's what's my, you know, vision of what our offensive identity is going to be, mm-hmm. okay? What do we actually have time to do, you know, right. especially like I said, you know, not getting started really until spring ball um, last, last spring. And then, okay, what are our kids actually good at? Um, so kind of merging all of those different factors together uh, and figuring out, okay, you know, what, 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 what do we do or what, what can we do um, was definitely something that, you know, you have to be prepared for, especially at the high school level. So when you, cause you guys get spring ball, we don't come into spring ball. You're, you're kind of installing, you get the summer. Was there any like bumps in the road of trying to maybe change whatever they used to do or um, getting coaches on the same page and, not saying it would be an argument, but just kind of yeah. gearing it towards that to make sure that it's going to be what you envisioned. And then was like, like you said, was there tweaks you had to make? Like, okay, maybe inside zone struggles, we got to kind of lean towards this, or, or maybe they could pull and do other things, you know, like, was there anything like that yeah. that happened? Yeah. I mean, a, a little bit. Um, I mean, they had been, you know, they had been a, a you know, somewhat of, I guess you call it a spread, a spread system before, um, before I got there and, and, you know, they had had a really good year the year before I got there. And, um, so, you know, obviously we were trying to continue that going on and yeah, there were some things, um, you know, we ended up not running outside zone as much as maybe I had done in the past just because our, our kids, you know, our kids were really, really good at counter. Um, and so that was something that, and they had done a lot of like one back power, I guess maybe, you know, some people call it dart or whatever had done a lot of that before. So we did a little bit more of that. Um, then, then I, you know, maybe again, like I said, you envision mm-hmm. or, or whatever. Um, and then, you know, so just little things like that. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I was fortunate to come into a situation where, and, and, you know, this was kind of, I kind of mentioned earlier, you know, part of my checklist, if you will, of, of where I would want to go is, you know, I was able to come in and like, we, we changed all the verbiage and terminology. It's, it's all, it's all my stuff. Right. Um, for the most part, you know, obviously there might be situations where like, hey, what did you guys call this last year? Oh, we called it X, Y, Z. Oh, we can just keep it that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's little things like this, but 
for the for the most part, the core of our offense, you know, our, our formation names and how we signal stuff and how we call this or that or whatever is 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 mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was something that I was looking for. Um, you know, I didn't want to come into a situation where, okay, yeah, you can be the you know you can be the OC and maybe you can even call plays, but this is the offense we're running. Right. Um, right. I don't. I don't think you know some people may be really good at that, um, but I, I don't think that's something that I would have I would have thrived in. Um, you know, this is you know a system that again it's not necessarily 100% original as far as the the concept stuff. You know, when we run stick, we run four verts, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Obviously, I didn't come up with any of that stuff, but just um, you know how we how we communicate and the lo- the logistics, the backbone of the offense, if you will, is stuff that I've been kind of working on for the past few years, and so was able to come in and, and implement some of that stuff for the most part. But uh, yeah, I mean, you're always going to have, you know, things, especially if it's little things, you know, where, okay, yeah, this is the, the, how you put this guy over here. Oh yeah. We can just call it that. Right. You know, or oh, this right. is what you guys call this motion. Oh, you already have a signal for it. Yeah. Let's just keep it like that. So definitely little things like that um, are, are easy to implement. Um, but you know, nothing, nothing really too crazy as far as like, golly, I, I don't know how we're going to make this work. Um, our guys did a really, really good job of, of adapting and, and implementing the new system. Uh, did it kill you not to run wide zone as much? Because you are the wide zone guy. Did it hurt you a little <laughs> yeah. bit? Yeah, yeah, it, um, it did. And, um, you know, that's that's definitely going to be an, an emphasis of mine this offseason is kind of getting with our O-line, maybe being a little more involved with them in, in offseason and stuff like that and, and, and moving forward. Um, just to really coach that play up, which I mean, they're you know our kids did our kids did a good job with it over the summer in our O line. Coach Coach Palmer did a good job of, um, even though it was something they had not really done before, was you know was doing a good job coaching it. Um, but like I said, you know, we just as the season went on, you know, some other runs just kind of emerged for us to be a little more consistent, um, which is understandable. Um, so, but hopefully, yeah, yeah, that's 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 my baby. Well, um, that's that's my go-to play for sure. So hopefully, um, you know, we can get it going in year two. Well, that's why I was excited because, like, I learned some of it from you and other people, like, years ago. And it's hard to believe it's been years ago where, like, I've had yeah. you guys on. That kind of happened last year. Like, last year was the first time they let me put this play in. And it kind of became more of outside zone because we would have a tight end on the outside and just seal. So it was never true wide zone. It was more like just get yeah. around. This year, wide zone became like a play called all the time. Mm-hmm. And it it worked a lot, even if we just got a yard or something. And I'm like, guys, yeah. that's what it's supposed to look like because eventually one is going to pop off. Or like there was one, because we were a straight pistol team this year besides certain plays were sidecar trying to do different read things. Because I thought wide zone worked better out of a pistol set to get them the ball. And there was one time where the cutback came all the way almost to the backside guard tackle. And the running back was like, I'm sorry that I cut it back way far this way. And I'm like, what are you apologizing to me for? You got seven yards, and this is what it's supposed to look like. Because they're like, yeah, "Yeah, everybody went this way. I just looked back, and boom, I went this way. And I'm like, that's what it's supposed to look like. And and so I just was excited to tell you that. now Because we had the opposite here. It didn't really – Go for you guys this year since we ran it all last year in off season because all summer, all we did was inside zone, wide zone. Then as we would get into the season, we would add more, but those were the only two. So when we did, we could have co-practices with teams and go against them. That's the only two we had. 
And I said, this is what we're going to get good at. Inside zone, wide zone, inside zone, wide zone. And <laughs> anytime they screwed it up, what are you supposed to do on wide zone? They go, run. I'm like, run, run, get there. Yeah. The only thing that made me frustrated was I just had them step and go, you know, just step and go. They would get tired and just go more forward. So I had to do like a bucket step, like get it all the way here and go, which I didn't like. But it wasn't for every kid. Yeah. That was the only thing I hated. But it became our play. Like our it that's what I was excited. I was like, hey, it was our play this year. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that you just get the kids to, to trust and understand, like, hey, you know, speed off the ball will fix 90% of your problems. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all the all the twisting and stunning and fronts and all that stuff. If you just if you'll just trust it and everybody do their job and you get kind of all, you know, all five or six guys or however many it is you got up there, just you know, speed off the ball as one solid unit man it's 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 a beautiful thing to watch oh yeah it and we had three or so different running backs and they all brought something different like we had a speedster but his problem was sometimes he'd be too fast like he'd get there too fast and try to do it we had another guy that could do it but he wasn't as fast but his wicked cut was there they had another kid that was like slow but since he was so slow and they went all the way forward, it would cut back farther. And so it was like yeah. running back by committee. And then we loved because our quarterback could move. We would just call it like wide zone boot. Okay, now we're going to peel you back and throw it. Like it mm-hmm. it, it worked a lot. Uh, we tried it from sidecar here and there, and I just kept telling the OC, and he knows this, stop running it from sidecar because I don't <laughs> like the way – because now it becomes like plant get downhill quicker than reading it. I like – downhill reads yeah that was the one thing this year I, I i'm sure he could still hear in the headset i'm like stop calling it from sidecar yeah yeah it's interesting it you know we 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 had success with both you know at grayson and, and really the first the first two years we were more pistol um and then you know especially especially year one we were, we were very heavy pistol um year two we were still a good bit of pistol started to do a little more of the sidecar stuff. And then um, year three and year four, um, we were almost exclusively sidecar. So yeah. it was, it was good um, to, to kind of get, get experience with both and kind of knowing, you know, the, the slight, the slight tweaks of both. And, and sometimes, you know, sometimes you just, sometimes you are better at one than the other, depending on, you know, maybe your O-line or your back or, or whatever it is. So that's another little thing you kind of got to experiment with is, you know, are we better doing it at a pistol or sidecar or, or, you know, maybe some combination of both, depending on which running backs in the game. So, um, yeah, it can definitely be be an either or situation. Yeah, if we did, we kind of did it from sidecar. Sometimes it might be like a jet sweep thing where it becomes outside zone kind of thing. Yeah. The only reason why we went pistol was because we had new running backs. Like I said, we had about three or four. Since I'm like the run game guy, I kept looking at everything and I'm like, what's going on with sidecar or, you know, whatever. And it just, our running backs visions were not the best. Mm-hmm. And so I guess our inside zone, you could call it mid zone because I have to overcompensate because it's high school. Yeah. I know purists are going to say, are going to throw up. I call it inside zone, but we're aiming at the center because my hope is they'll aim at the guard because when I tell them to aim at the guard, they were getting to C gap because they yeah. want to get there quick. So for me to overcompensate, I said, aim for the center. So hopes of they're actually going to get hit the guard. 
But the vision was so bad. I said, let's just go out a pistol. They get downhill and they're able to make a move and do whatever. Cause we double team on inside zone. And then mm-hmm. I, that, and then the plus side was I told them, well, then we can do wide zone better from pistol to help their vision. And then our coach really wanted to do like a sweep. And I said, perfect. Get in pistol to toss play crack. Go like, it just makes more sense instead of having to move all over the place. If we yeah. did do a sidecar thing, it was jet sweep. It might be a power read situation. It might be, you know, a quick play action, or we go in a heavy set king queen thing where now we could just hand it off and not give anything away. But that yeah. was one thing for us was our running back's vision. So pistol like eased all the pain of their vision. Cause I'm like, all you're doing is stepping and going, stepping and going. There's no aiming point go, you know? Yeah. Because they would freak out when they're standing in the sidecar. They're looking around, looking around, trying to see. And then <laughs> if it's inside zone, they're getting to the C gap. And I'm like, don't go to that C gap because I got nobody out there for you. Yeah. So if you get hit and you complain, I'm going to say, remember when I told you that I have no protection out there for anything? Oh, yeah. And so pistol – but then pistol kept defense balanced, and that helped a lot. You know, dealing with a transfer senior running back that ran wing T stuff. Now we're trying to get him to do – spread mm-hmm. stuff. Oh yeah. You know, that what that is crazy for people. If a kid has played in the wing tee and now you're trying to get him to do inside zone, wide zone, who you bust <laughs> it it takes a lot. Cause they're like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to go to the C gap on power. And I'm like, no, I don't know where you're going. <laughs> and he goes, what do you mean you don't know? And I'm like, it could be A gap, it could be B gap. Yeah. What do you mean? I was like, because I don't know how what if they slant and the guard has to move around in his pole or what if they go up like it's real funny. So I want people to do that. Find a kid that's playing the wing tee or something and try to coach them in that. It's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Different worlds in some aspects. Oh, it is. And then he, we had a a guard come from the same school. Me trying to teach him inside zone stuff because he was like, well, I'm supposed to block this guy. And I'm like, well, you're thinking of your gap schemes. Like a zone, I don't know who necessarily you're always going to block. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you could call a double team here, but if they stun and he disappears, you got to stay on that path and make sure we're not protecting that gap. And sometimes he could get it and sometimes he couldn't. So I said, hey, you might be a defensive nose guard. Like, let's just switch this around. You go play yeah. some defense. That's another fun thing to do is to take a kid from that and try to coach him in that. Because that was yeah. – we double team on inside zone or mid zone – a team finally exploited the weakness and said, what if we just slant everybody as hard as we can? Mm -hmm. And that disrupted a lot. So I had to go back to traditional inside zone of like, we're just going to step and go, step and go just to cover people up. And then teams stopped doing it. Like the rest of the year after they saw that film, stopped doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And that was my tweak. I had to get rid of the double teams and it killed me because I'm like, I want to double team and move people. Now I got to just step and go. Right. Getting one-on-one with a linebacker, which I don't want to do, hated it. Yeah, that was um, that was a, a, a call or a tweak we would have up front that uh, that our guys would make if, you know, if we, were, if we were playing a team that was getting a lot of movement or, you know, maybe had, had overloaded a side or whatever, we, we had certain calls that we would use both on inside zone and outside zone to, to let us know, like, hey, the, the double teams are probably off. Um, this is, you know, we just basically, we're just working our tracks, um, as, as we had, we had certain calls for that versus, versus those types of defenses where they wanted to move and stem and slam a lot. 
Yeah, because this team was fast. They slant. They'd send like two or three linebackers, and then mm-hmm. the lineman got to worry about double teams. Linebacker would come through, so I just kind of had to build that wall. And then when we right. did it, when we did it, a lot more split zone was happening to try to make sure that no spillage came from that side. Like yeah. the, the double teams was more of like we can run like the the zone lead stuff with like the mm-hmm. wing instead of split zone. Then when we switched to that, it was a quick let's start doing split zone. But what's great about zone stuff like that, like you said, is that was a tweak. So that was a tweak I made at halftime, and it was easy. Yeah. Like, we didn't just add it. It was just a tweak. And I think Mm -hmm. for us this year, that was better because last year we would have put everything in. This year I made sure, hey, let's do this against this team. And I said, cool, that will be an adjustment. Let's let's not, you know, put everything in. Yeah, Yeah, but, but. I'm like, no, I don't want to play the what-if game anymore in the run game like we have to make sure that the kids don't think running backs don't think our young quarterback doesn't freak out and I think that also helped us like get to the playoffs because we stayed healthy and then those things we didn't overwhelm them it was just tweaks so like a tweak for the zone super simple uh wide zone if they slammed in really hard brought somebody else and now everybody's covered I said okay let's add a wing there now he can go like it was just tweaks like formational tweaks yeah and I think we were all smarter as coaches for those kids to like do those things um, and we shifted this year, which was fun, like shifting to different things. And the beauty oh, yeah. of it was didn't do it till the playoffs Practiced it all yeah. year. Never showed it first round of the playoff game. Let's send this lineman over here. This tight end over here. I only have one guard here. Everybody's over here. And the, the team, they literally went like this and we just <laughs> ran wide zone and got like 20 yards on it. And I was like, yeah, I was clapping. I was like, yes, here we go. That was uh, that was one of my favorite one of my favorite touchdowns from uh, when I was at Grayson was we were playing in a playoff game and we um, we had a little set where we would line up in, in an empty look and essentially you know on one on one side we had a, a free access gift route yeah uh, to a single receiver and then you know over here to the to the trips bunch side we would have like a fast screen basically you know we just we would tell the quarterback either you know left or right and if we didn't like either one of those we would. You know, we call it squash. We'd squash down into whatever our favorite formation was that week in our favorite run. And we uh, we were playing this team in the playoffs, and we lined up in empty, and, you know, we, we squashed it down to run outside zone to the right. And they were a big um, – you know, they were a 3-4 team, but they were a big, like, formational strength team. Like, they're right. like these two guys are going to travel to the formation strength. These two guys are going to go away. And um, so we, we shifted down. And by the time we snapped the ball, we're running to the right. By the time we snapped the ball, there was nobody from the center over to the right side. <laughs> we caught them. We caught them in the middle of, of switching the strength. And so my center, right guard, right tackle, and our sniffer had nobody to block. And we literally like walked into the end zone <laughs> like a twenty-yard touchdown. It was, it was great. <laughs> that almost kind of happened where we did the unbalance, but nobody was on the weak side. So then we sh- we um, all of our shifts were like no huddle. Mm-hmm. And so that way we could see we'd be in a regular formation. And the reason why is because exactly what happened. Second round of the playoffs, we would go no huddle. They start to cheat thinking where we were going to shift based off of it. And we would just go away from them. Right. But they didn't send anybody to the weak side. Bunch guy here, we just jet motion this way, run toss, and he just followed him. And it was not a touchdown, but it was still enough. So yeah. then they had to shift it back. And we're like, okay, now nobody's here. Let's run ISO. So we just run boom. And, and we had so much fun with it. But the kids kept getting frustrated. Why do we practice this and we haven't used it in a game yet? And I said, because if we don't need to, we aren't going to. Yeah. You know, 
And that's what happened in the playoffs. Second half, we were like, let's do something we haven't done yet. And we started to do that. Another thing we never did all year, our sophomore quarterback, we were just like, hey, don't pull the ball in the inside zone ever. Just fake it. Well, why? And we said, one, it, it sets up the slip to throw it to the wing. But two, it allows you to have all season to kind of learn how to read this, blah, 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 blah. It's technically your freshman year as a sophomore. Second round of the playoffs, we're, we're in a tight game. We're at halftime. I looked at the OC. I said, it's time. Let him start pulling the ball. And we were going against a Division One defensive end. He was getting recruited by, like, the MAC. Mm-hmm. We made him look silly, just silly, because he, on film, never saw the quarterback keep it. He just kept going in, in, in. Our kid hurdled him. <laughs> And I, I, I was an asshole. I was like, this is a Division One kid? Like, I was just being a jerk. And I used to coach at that high school, so I told that head coach that afterwards. I was like, that's Division One defensive end. He goes, this was his worst game of all year. Oh, yeah. All year. Because he couldn't catch our quarterback. He kept going in on inside zone. And they're like, well, he, your quarterback never ran on film unless it was a scramble. And we're like, this is why. <laughs> we waited for this moment. But, yeah. like I said, we turned the ball over five times, so that doesn't help you win games. No, it's tough to do. It's tough to win when you got five turnovers, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, so, with you bringing, like, Air Raid in, I know you're not true Air Raid, but do you, like, practice it like Air Raid, like the pat-and-go stuff and set up a noose? Like, is it all just, just like that stuff? Yeah, as much as we can. Um, that's that's part of our, you know, our, our specialty period or pre-practice, you know, whatever – whatever people want to call it. Um, but we do, we do pat and go, we do noose. Um, you know, we have a, a mesh drill that we work, you know, to work, to work on, you know, mesh. Um, you know, I need, you know, I didn't call it as much as I should have this year, but, um, so yeah. And then, and then, you know, we'll, we'll have, we'll have days where we devote to working our, our four vertical stuff and, mm-hmm. and, and reading those routes out. So yeah, we, we try to do, you know, try to do a lot of that, a lot of that type of stuff. Um, you know, just because even if you're not a, I mean, even if you're not an air raid offense, every offense is going to have situations where you got to settle up a noose or, mm-hmm. you know, you got to catch an over the shoulder ball. So, um, but yeah, we, we try to implement a lot of that stuff for sure. Yeah. We did the same thing, but we used it. I don't know if you do this. Maybe you do. It was like stations type of thing where. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen, I've, I've seen that and I've, I've toyed around with it as well. Just kind of. We, we did something similar to that at, at my last year at Northside. We did some Tony Franklin stuff. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know if it, I don't know if that is necessarily a Tony Franklin thing, but we, we did sort of a station things where, where we mixed in pat and go and, and a couple of other things. Yeah. Our ROC saw it somewhere last year because he, he wanted to use it as like, Hey, instead of doing the flex period of a stretch and all this stuff, why can't we just go out there and, half speed do these things so like one yeah. station they was just a circle like they were just going around and here's so up a news here's pat and go here's ball security here's yeah. you're gonna run the quarterback will be here at this station telling you what route to run so it might be a slant it might be an out it might be a hitch and mm-hmm. he's gonna tell you and you're just practicing on that stuff but the problem was we almost couldn't do it every day because we can't two platoon so you might start the day on defense so they're doing something for defense. Then when you get yeah. to offense, they're already warmed up. They're already doing things. And so it's like, should you even do it? And so it was yeah. almost an every other day thing. Yeah, that's the only thing. You know, sometimes with some of the with the college stuff, you know, even the air raid college stuff, you know, like the like the traditional 
routes on air type of thing is, um, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot easier to do when, yeah, you got, you know, you got five quarterbacks on the depth chart who can, who can all, you know, even if, you know, your fifth string quarterback may not necessarily be that good, you know, compared to the starter, but they're still, they're sort of college quarterbacks. They can all throw the ball um, versus, you know, maybe a high school situation where you're rolling out there with two guys, you know, (laughs) and then, you know, you may need to have coaches throw the other three or whatever. So you, yeah, there's, you know, things like that, you may have to kind of tweak a little bit or maybe, you know, you just do some some half line quick game stuff or whatever. But, um, you know, we we typically when we when we did want to do like all five, we had three we had three quarterbacks, um, not including our ninth grade quarterback who, who would you know come up later in the season. So we would have three quarterbacks and then and then two coaches throwing um, It's kind of typically how we would do it if if we did, you know, a full five man routes on air, which wasn't super often um but the patent go and new stuff we did pretty much every day yeah we, we when we did that we had to have a coach throw the setup and news because we had to have a quarterback throw the deep stuff and then call the routes because we're all old we're not throwing the deep ball because our arms will get thrown <laughs> out yeah we wanted that um trust with the quarterback telling them what route to run as long as it was a quick game so we were like, oh, we can do this ball security. A coach can throw the pat and go. I can't remember the other station, whatever. I mean, it might have been blocking. I think it was the receiver's blocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we're not – we have some air raid concepts, but we're not an air raid team. Like, we're not going to sit there and tell you we're air raid. But we have yeah. we have mesh. We have shallow. We have white cross. Um, some of it's not Mike Leach's. The OC has it. it and sometimes when he showed it to me, I'm like, well, the first time he showed it to me like two years ago, I said, this is an air raid. He goes, what do you mean? And I was like, this isn't Mike Leach's routes. What are you doing? He found yeah. it from whoever. And I'm like, okay, it's probably air raid, but it's not my, like, he goes, what do you mean? Yeah. And I had to show him Mike Leach's and I'm like, this is air raid. Right, right. But I accept the fact that other people run air raid. Like when I talked to Matt Mummy last spring or this spring, he told me that he's like, yeah, you could call it air raid as long as it has these things it could be air raid it doesn't have to be this and i was like okay you're the son of the godfather if you say it then it's true yeah it's definitely uh it's definitely something that's evolved over the last 30 years um you know even even leech and mummy do things you know differently in in some regards um and so definitely when you start getting into you know guys like uh kingsbury or mm-hmm. you know some of the some of the other guys um lincoln riley you know, some of those guys that sort of run air raid staples, but they've also changed it to mix in with like maybe some pro style stuff. It's, you know, out, outside of maybe a, a few purists like Coach Leach was, um, sometimes it can be hard to define, okay, you know, is this an air raid guy? Is he not? But, you know, typically, you know, like Co- Coach Leach would say, it's, you know, it's more about how you practice. It's more, you know, it's more of a philosophy than, than the types of plays you or the plays you run or necessarily the specific routes you run. It's, it's more of a philosophy about how you practice. And um, so, but it's, it's definitely something that's evolved over the last 30 years for sure. And then something else I tried to do was I was trying to bring the um, feed the cats thing from Tony Holler. Cause yeah, love that stuff. I, my buddy did it years ago. He tried to explain it to me and it just never clicked. I'm like, what are you talking about? This doesn't make sense. Um, then I talked to Coach Dixon, who does the sprint-based football stuff, and had him on here when COVID happened. He explained it to me, and I'm still sitting there going, none of this makes sense to me. I don't know what you're talking about. Then I got to my school now, and then for some reason last year, 
I really wanted to know more about it. So I kept asking my buddy about it. And then I finally said, you know what? Why don't I just go to the man? And so I sent him a message and I was like, Coach Holler, can you come on here? And he's like, sure. Hopped on. Found out he lives 10 minutes down the street from me. Because I know he coached at a wow. high school. He coached at a high school near me. I just didn't know where he lived. He goes, yeah. my, my, my kids went to this high school. And I was like, well, I coached basketball there two years ago. He goes, yeah, I live right down the street from it. And I'm like, that's 10 minutes from where I live. Which wow. is crazy. Um, and now it clicks with me. Like the whole thing is starting to click with me. Yeah. So I bring it to my head coach. Same thing. He goes, this doesn't, no, he played linebacker in college. So his mindset is hit, hit, hit. We're going to do all this, do all this. Yeah. And then as it kind of, I can't plant in the seed, plant in the seed. And he's talking to people. He finally goes, maybe we'll get there. And so this year was like the first time where we kind of did less but it wasn't everybody. Like I can only speak for me. I didn't hit as much with the O-line this year. I made sure not to do as much one-on-ones as I used to do. I made sure that I would look at the defensive line game plan that day because they have to go both ways and they practice it. Like my O-line didn't have to play both ways, but they practiced it. So if yeah. I said, okay, hey, D-line today, what are you going to do in individual time? Are you guys going to then do inside run and team? Or are you just doing inside run? And I had to look at it and – our head co- my head coach would go, why? Well, tell me what you're doing. And he goes, oh, defensive line is going to do this in individual, but they have inside run and team. And I said, okay, offensively, we're not going to hit it all in individual. Wait, what do you mean? And I'm like, because think about it. Let's say it's defensive line first. They're doing their D-line individual. Then they go do inside run. Then they turn around and do team. Then they get to offense. If I have them hit an individual, turn around and go play scout or go around and do this, that's a lot of hitting. Yeah. Two or three days leading into Friday. And so, like, we'd hit bags. We would just work on footwork. We would work on location. Um, then if it was flip-flop, if defense wasn't hitting that day, then I might say, okay, today we're going to do a lot of pass protection hitting because of this or that. I had to really sit down and look at it. And we didn't do up-downs. We didn't run for punishment. I just said, hey, go. I literally would say, go sit by the goalpost and just sit down like you're in a timeout. Like, I wasn't going to do any of that anymore. Yeah, and I think it was literally like game five. I kept asking the old line, "How do we feel?" We go, "We still feel great. Like everything feels yeah. good, and we were healthier this year." And then I think some of the other coaches started to feed off of that. And I kept trying to feed the whole, "Hey, today, why don't we just work on quick games? So we're not getting to full speed, and then tomorrow we can work on getting full speed with deeper routes and all that stuff." And it slowly started to form and. Now I'm like in charge of figuring out how can we do it full whatever. The only thing we still did that I hated was the flex period. Hey, let's do these stretches and this movement. And I was like, what a waste of time. Yeah. Waste of time. That's uh haven't haven't done haven't done like uh like true static stretching in in several years. Um, you know, we'll we'll do a dynamic warm-up and stuff like that. But I'm 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 big on the feed the cat stuff, you know, uh, you know. Training, training, training racehorses, not workhorses, right? We're trying to build speed, trying to trying to be be fast and be fresh um, and all that stuff. And I mean, you know, any any idiot can go out there and make people tired. You know, yeah. that doesn't take that doesn't take any type of, of training or 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 thought process or anything, really. If you just want to make them tired, any, anybody can do that. That's not hard at all. But mm-hmm. you know, how can we how can we structure everything from you know, our time in the weight room to our speed training, to our, our practices over spring, summer, and then, you know, even into the season, 
of making sure that, you know, we're keeping guys as, as fresh as possible. Um, we, we did something here at North that I'd never done before of, you know, our, our Wednesday morning practice is a, is a walkthrough. Um, no, no helmets, no pads, um, nothing, you know, now, and, and we'll get out there versus a scout team, you know, we'll have, we'll have scout guys out there and kind of, you know, go through our, our stuff or whatever, but it's, it's no, it's no pads, no helmet, no contact in any way. Um, just, uh, and it's an hour and it's, it's, a um, you know, it's, it's right, right around an hour, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of give them a, give their bodies a little bit of a break while still kind of keeping their minds sharp, but still keeping it short where, you know, they do get a little bit of a, a, a break from it on, on Wednesday. So I think that's something that, you know, helped, helped keep our, our kids fresh. Like I said, it was, you know, kind of a, a break a little bit in the middle of the week before you start to ramp back up, up again on Thursday and then obviously Friday. Yeah. Isn't it crazy how, like when we all played, it was just a normal thing to like run and do this stuff. And then I coached that way. Like it was, it was hit or miss. It was either like, get away from me, go sit down or you're going to run a lap. And that was the thing. And then talking to coach Holler all of a sudden, and it was the best when he, before I hit record, I said, I am going to ask you stupid questions. And he was like, good, because how can I, how can you fix stupid if you don't answer, like ask these questions or something? And I'm like, yeah. And, and he's like, Hey, I'm not afraid to tell you the truth either. I'm not afraid to say whatever. And like, he did say that. I said, you know, what about the schools that have just never, they win. Cause that's the argument. The schools that win and just still do things that way. And I can't, he, he says all the time, I can't remember his phrase. He was like, you know, even dumb people can do whatever. And I'm like, that's hilarious. And now my well, mind. High school level, you're, I mean, high school level, you're going to, you're going to have schools or programs that, I mean, that probably would win regardless of, of what they do in the weight room, what they do offensively, schematically, defensively, you know, sometimes you just, you just run into that um, in, in, in certain, you know, certain States or certain areas where, you know, it doesn't really matter what this, program does they just have better better players you uh-huh. know consistently year in and year out and it doesn't really matter what they do um they're still going to be typically for the most part better than everybody else around them yeah yeah and at least for us you know like i said COVID set us back and we're not a big like our kids are not big we roll into a varsity game with like 35 kids 40 kids healthy going up against schools with like 60 and we were healthy. I'm not saying cause we were, we were not full on feed the cats by any stretch. We did not do the, these things, but we did do less like we, more than yeah. we ever have. And I think our head coach bought in, but like <laughs> this, the, I told our, I told him, I was like, yeah, our strength guy, he interned at Northwestern for two years. So was, we got to go to a practice two years ago and the same static flex peer. We do the exact same stuff they do. Like it was mm-hmm. mirroring it and he does not like Northwestern. So when I told him that he was like, and they're the slowest team in the big 10 and stuff like that. And so every day in practice, we're doing flex. I'm like, this is stupid. This is stupid. And the head coach is like, yeah, but it gets us organized. And I'm like, well, this is still stupid because this, so then there was times where I said, yeah, let's get tired before practice. Let's do that. And, they'd have to look at me and say, Steve, shut up. And I'm like, this makes no sense to me. And it's just crazy how it doesn't make sense anymore where it used to. Like I was that guy, like do this, do this, do this. 
Yeah. Basketball, the kids ask me, they're like, well, when do we stretch? When do we do this? I was like, we don't. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I give you 10 minutes to shoot around and move around. There's your movement. And then the first thing we do is something half court where we're moving around. And then all of a sudden I'll get you full, like up and down. Basketball is a whole different animal trying to figure out like how to not make them tired. Yeah. Because what's the old thing in basketball? Run five lines in 30 seconds. Like you're punishing them and, or like it's conditioning. And I realize I'm like basketball, you're conditioning, you're doing everything moving up and down. And, but it's crazy. Like if I make a kid run, cause I have this year, I've gone back old school sometimes and make them run. And then I get mad at myself and I go, guys, this makes no sense. I just made you run for 30 seconds for no reason. Right. And I did that in football. I was like, we're not going to do up downs because it makes no sense. But I think it's just crazy how we all have changed because, like, you probably did too. This isn't the norm. Like, this is exactly how it was. I remember doing yeah. 70 up-downs because we gave up, like, 30-some points. And he goes, we're going to double it and you're going to do up-downs because you gave up so many points. Oh, yeah. It's definitely uh, definitely different from from my playing days, that's for sure. Or did you guys, like, have to run a lap and then warm up? It, like, all this this – yeah, I mean, we did our uh, our thing. We we did uh, we did all the time was like especially like summer workouts or whatever was, um, you know, a lap and two state, you know, two stadiums and then oh. a lap and two stadiums and you know you had to do that within a certain time period and you know then if you didn't do it in a certain time period you had to do it again which didn't make any sense because you're obviously going to do it slower the second time around because you're already more tired. Uh, but I mean, you know, then our you know our coaches were. You know, they were just doing what they knew. You know, they 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 had, you know, I don't ever doubt my my coaches had the best intention, but um, you know, you can only, I guess, do w- what you know in, in a lot of ways. Um, so, you know, that's why I try to go out and, and learn as much as I can about you know different things and guys like Coach Holler and feed the cats and and all that stuff. And, and you know, our our strength our strength coach Coach Braswell does a really really good job with that stuff. Um, you know, when we're doing our speed training stuff, he's big on you know, making sure they got plenty of rest in between the reps so that the next rep can really be, you know, a, a full speed max sprint. You know, if that's if that's kind of what we're focusing on that day. Um, so he, he does a really good job with with a lot of that stuff. So were they doing that before you even got there, like already kind of started that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he they had already been doing uh, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not like the whole feed the cats system or anything, but it's a similar, yeah, a similar approach, you know, like. You know, hey, we're gonna we're gonna do you know our our thirty yard sprints right here, you know, and and give you know significant rest time in between reps. You know, right. we're not we're not gonna go out here and do you know ten ten gassers and you got to get it done in you know two minutes or or whatever it is. You know, we we may run a thirty yard sprint and then you know rest, make sure everybody's good to go, and then boom, let's take another one again, trying to trying to hit that that max speed because we were, we were fortunate. We, we got some catapult units this year at North Versailles. Oh, yeah. um, we had them, we had them last year at Grayson um, and our, our strength coach at Grayson, coach, coach Mathis, he does a really good job with that stuff too. But um, you know, with the catapult stuff, you know, now you can really start to track, you know, that, that type of data, mm-hmm. you know, max, max speeds we're hitting and player load and all that stuff. So um it's 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 cool to see kind of uh the technology getting getting implemented and then something else i changed from talking to like coach dixon and coach moeller up in minnesota who just want to stay title he's big on the sprint based 
was like the warm-up for games because they do RPR stuff, which our head, my head coach claims that he's going to pay for both of us to get it, which would be awesome. Like we both, he wants to understand it. Again, small world, Chris Corfus kind of started that with Holler. Our head coach worked at a school where Chris Corfus was at, so they kind of know each other already, which is kind of cool. Yeah. One thing I changed was like old school when you warmed up for a game, like O-line, we're going to go down there and do some one-on-ones. We're going to hit. We're going to do this. We're moving around. Even if it wasn't hitting, you're just moving really fast. This year, I'd go down there with them. It was very slow of like, hey, just work on our inside zone step here for this placement, our wide zone. We're going to make sure we get to this placement just so that way it's mentally in your head. We'll five on five, walk through a plays really quick, and then we just went to the sideline. And it was to a point where we got to the sideline at times and we're just watching the wide receivers and quarterbacks. Yeah. And I remember the first like two games, each game, the, my kids were like, what are we supposed to do? I'm like, you're resting. You are resting because it is game day. Like you are resting. Mm-hmm. Get water, sit down, stand. I don't care. You are resting. And they weren't used to it because they were so used to, oh, line, let's go. We got to do team, you know, because we took forever or they're done. Now yeah. it's we're waiting on them because we're not like, I was like, oh, my God, there's only like 20 minutes left, 15 minutes left. I was like, I only need four minutes, if that, to walk through this really slow. And and that was just another thing that changed. And I remember, I think someone in the stands was like, what's the old line doing? And I'm like, I'm thinking, <laughs> I want to turn around and tell this person, we're resting. Yeah. Like, we're about to play a game. We don't need to go all out and then go into this game dead, like, at all. Yeah, knocking the crap out of each other in, uh, in pregame. Well, then the old line appreciated it. And I was like, now don't take this as you – I'm trying to make you lazy. I'm just trying to make you guys understand that you're going to be more fresh. Yeah. And like I said, each game as we went along at halftime, I'd be like, you guys feel good? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, you're welcome. I'd be an ass. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely welcome. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, <clears throat> especially with the old line, you know, there's kind of that fine line of, you know, you got to get them – and I think there's time and place for that, like in the in the spring, the summer, stuff like that. You know, you got to get their bodies physically prepared for the the battle that they're going to endure in the trenches. Yeah. Um, you know, because I do think you got you got to get your body used to just taking that pounding um, for a significant number of reps. But at the same time, like you said, you don't want to you don't want to get to September and you know your guys are just beaten and bloodied already because um, yeah. you've been hitting them like a freaking battering ram for the past four months or whatever it is. So, um, which is definitely, you know, I think, uh, I think we did a good job of, um, you know, the, the, the years I was at Grayson, um, COVID, you know, COVID was a little, was a little different. We had to obviously had to tweak some things, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think it's something that, um, we've, we've done a good job of here as well. Yeah. I, I'm supposed to be looking more into the feed the cats and coming up with stuff. Cause he's like, if you are going to complain about it, you better be the one that's coming up with it. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so I, the guy that complains, it doesn't have a solution. I, yeah. I, they know me. If I complain, I'm just trying to get underneath their skin and like poke, yeah. poke buttons. Um, but I'm the guy that has to come up with almost like a speed training thing. And I'm like, good. It's only 10, 15 minutes. And he goes, what do you mean? I'm like, because they're going to rest in between. They're only going to – and then that was the other thing I have to try to sell is they're only going to do it two or three times. What do you mean? And I said, think about it like you brought up. If we're running gassers and you do it again, you're going to be – you're not going to be as fast. Like, 
the second time or the third time. And like you said, if you see that Coach Holler told me, if you see, if you're timing and you see and they're slower the second or third time, tell them to stop. Yeah. Because their body is rejecting it. And I think that was what Coach Dixon was trying to tell me the first time I talked to him. And I just didn't understand the concept of like the lifting part of it too, even like if your body's rejecting it, like, okay, today's a front squat day, but this kid's body's rejecting it. You have to switch it. Like, Hey, go do leg press or go do whatever to see if it matches that. Yeah. And it never clicked with me because what did we all do when we played? Hey, it's a front squat day. Suck it up and you're going to do it. And well, I used to front squat 280 and I'm only getting 240 today. Like what's going on or whatever it was. And you're like, Back in the day, it was just like, oh, you're being lazy or suck it up. You didn't drink enough water. And now if you yeah. look back on it, it's like, no, maybe my legs and my body were like saying, hey, today's not the day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's definitely, you know, a, a new sort of a new wave compared to, you know, maybe how things were done, done, you know, a few years ago for sure. Yeah. And it wasn't that uh, I don't mean to keep staying on this, but it's it's just so crazy. Like it wasn't that long ago either. Like it, it yeah. really wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. It, like I graduated high school in 2009. So it wasn't that long. Like, yeah, it was 2008. It. So yeah, it wasn't, you know, bull, bull in the ring and all that, all that stuff. was, was relatively <laughs> common. I forgot. Or like the old school Oklahoma drill. You can't even really do. Oh, anymore. Yeah. Or, uh, I also like to say we're the tail end of like technology. Cause I remember having just a flip phone. And people were like, well, you're a millennial. You're part of this. I was like, hey, when I was in high school, we had computer labs. There was none of that. There was no smartphone. There was no – so don't tell me what was what. Like, we did not have that. I remember just having to get AIM messengers, not Snapchat. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I hate when people tell me that, like, in their 40s. You're part of the problem. And I'm like, pull out your iPhone. You're part of the problem. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Blackberries were a game changer, guys. That's all I'm saying. It was a game changer. Uh, well, Coach, I appreciate your time. I had you on here late. I know we both got to work tomorrow, or I don't know if you're on Christmas vacation yet. Uh, uh, just a couple more days. A couple more days. We're in the same, but we go till Friday, and then... Oh, golly. Yeah, but then we don't go back till January 8th or 9th, so we have... It's a trade-off. Like The school used to go to like, the 22nd. Yeah. 21st, 22nd. But then we'd have to come back like right after New Year's. So the trade off, I guess, now because how the schedule worked out was hey, we're going to go till Friday. You don't have to come back till like the 8th or the 9th. And we're like, okay. Yeah. I think we come back on the 4th. So I guess it's probably about the same amount of time either way. Yeah. We get more recovery time from New Year's. Well, <laughs> I coach basketball, so I get no. Like, yeah. You'll be grinding. We have a game Friday, so it doesn't matter to me. People are like, we have to work till Friday. I'm like, I don't care. I have a game on Friday, so I could care less. I'd rather be at the school. Yeah. Oh, do you see this thumbs up thing that just popped up? I do, yeah. What is that? <laughs> you ready to laugh? So, you're like my 10th podcast in two weeks or something. This has happened uh-huh. a couple times where I've seen that thing pop up. I assume I'm the only one that can see it because I, no I-, I have no idea what it is. Yeah. So last night I had Coach Carrick on the Flexbone 101, and it popped up, and he goes, "Steve, what is that?" And I go, "Wait a minute, you can see that." And I went, "Oh shit! All these other coaches have been seeing it and not saying anything. They're just probably like, what the hell is he doing?' I have no clue what that is. Interesting. It comes I've never seen that before. 
we were Googling it last night. Such a great podcast thing, like Googling, trying to figure out like what it is. Yeah. And it just, it's only once in a while where I do a certain hand gesture. It won't happen now, but eventually it will happen again. If I wait, if I keep my hands down for like 10 minutes and try it again, it comes up. (laughs) I've never seen that on a Zoom before. I wanted you to laugh at the very end because I've had like two college coaches on and I'm sure they're looking at me like, oh, this guy's messing with us, clicking on something. I'm like, yeah. Again, I'm a 2009 kid. I don't know what this is. Yeah, still learning. Still learning some of it. Like, good thing this wasn't going during COVID because if thumbs up were happening, the kids would have been. Oh, yeah. All over it. All over it. I just wanted you to laugh at the end there. I thought that was hilarious last night with Carrick. He was like, oh, no, I can see it. And I went, shit. I can (laughs) see it. Yeah. Well, Well, Coach, I appreciate you coming back on. Yeah, man. Appreciate you having me on. Always down to talk some ball. Yeah, it's great to talk ball and not all basketball. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get all the basketball you want here in the next couple months. Oh, yeah. I'll be to almost March. Yeah, middle of February or so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Coach, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me.